Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me for Through It All Again. I am so grateful. When I tell you everything that could go wrong last week with recording went wrong, it was a disaster. It was a complete mess from technical difficulties to just being stressed out about it, not working, even down to losing all of my content last week. I was so livid. When I tell you, I was so livid. So I appreciate you for coming back. Um, I just threw my hands up and said, okay, not today. Not going to do this. Not going to go through with this today. I'm not going to stress about it. I'm going to stop, relax, breathe, and come back next Saturday. And here I am. So I am excited and I really appreciate you for coming back. Um, I'm Crystal. I am your 13-year survivor of domestic violence who has decided not to be silent anymore. Um, not for myself, but also for those who still may be dealing with some form of abuse or trying to figure out what do I do next? Um, if I leave, how do I leave? What what is abuse really? Am I being abused? I'm here to be transparent, share my own story, my own testimony of God's favor over me and how he saved me. And I told everyone, God did not save me for myself. He saved me for the next person. So if you or someone that you know is suffering from domestic violence, please, please reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And that number is one 800 799 7233. Again, it's 1-800-799-7233. So today what we're going to be talking about is the hidden scars. Hidden scars that people don't see. And mostly that comes from emotional abuse and verbal abuse. Um, so yeah, I want to jump right into that. Um, as you all know, if you've been here before, this podcast always starts with scripture and it ends with scripture because it was my faith that got me to this point of where I am today. So today's opening scripture is coming from the King James Version and it's coming from John fourteen twenty seven, And it says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So, survivors of domestic violence sometimes take longer to heal from the emotional abuse they experience than the physical. See, when you talk about um, domestic violence, many people think of physical abuse when they hear about it. But many survivors suffer silently through verbal and emotional abuse day in and day out. I myself often question, was it on purpose? You see, that is what happens. They have you questioning their actions. We have all heard a hurt person hurts people. And rather than my ex-abuser work on healing past wounds and his life issues that he had, he put on a front that he was fine and nothing bothered him. And for that to happen, he hurt me. He got into my head and some of my most sensitive spaces. It was little things, you know. He never, he never believed what I said. If he can't believe me, then who else can? 
And I must not be very smart, even though I have a college degree and a good job. And he didn't. He degraded me as a mother and a woman. If he questioned me as a mom, then maybe I really am not a good a good one. Or maybe I didn't know what was best for my kids. And I get, did give them too much attention. Then there was my hygiene. Then there was the way I looked, the way I smelled. This man broke me down about myself with his words. And I no longer felt any self-worth. Whenever I had to communicate with him, I was afraid. Like anxiety would creep up. Um, I would just stumble over, over my words. I wouldn't know how to come at him. And then when we had physical contact, I waited for him to body shame me or degrade me as I laid there and just listened. Shoot, I even found myself apologizing, not knowing what I was apologizing for. My communication with him became a two-word vocabulary. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Everything was, I'm sorry. If he said I did it, or if he didn't like it, it was always, I'm sorry. I found my apolog- myself apologizing, basically for just existing, just for living. I no longer believed in my own judgment. If I made a decision, it was always in the back of my mind. What will he think? Is he going to agree? Is he going to like this? So I didn't believe in my own judgment. I didn't believe in my beliefs. I love God and I love going to church and I love being a part of things. But when someone tells you not even God can love you, God doesn't love you. I started questioning my faith. I started questioning why was I reading the Bible every day and my self-worth. I didn't believe I was worthy of love. I didn't believe that I deserved to be living. Because sometimes I just wanted to be like, Lord, why am I here? I didn't believe in my abilities. I knew that I was one heck of a caregiver. I knew that I was one heck of a person. I knew that I had callings on my life. But I did not believe that I had the ability to accomplish anything because you're stupid, you're dumb, you don't know what you're doing. Nobody's going to believe that. Nobody's going to purchase that. Nobody's going, you know. So I began to doubt that. And then I didn't believe in who I was. I didn't believe in who I was called to be. I did not believe I deserved anything. I just did not believe. And the thing about um, this is the emotional abuse had been happening slowly over time for years. Even before he began to physically abuse, abuse me, he emotionally abused me. But I couldn't see it then. I knew that I was hurting. I knew that I was sad. I knew that I didn't like what was being said to me. I knew those things, but I didn't see it as being abused. I just saw it as that that is who he is and he doesn't mean it, but I'll just take it. Um, someone who never said no to him. I gave him whatever he wanted and never stood up for myself. That's what he liked because he knew he had that control. Now, and I know someone listening to me, I know you can identify with me or on a personal basis, or you know someone that can. It's no... It's no need to be ashamed. 
It happens. It happens to the best of us. It happens to those who think that we've got it figured all out. It happens to those of us who say, oh, that will never be me. But if you sit for a minute and you just think about it might be some it might seem small. Him, you know, oh, you got them old twists in your hair. Mm. You know, or you going to wear that shirt. Oh. You know, it's small things that they do to break you down. And it's not sometimes, like they say, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. But someone who is abusive, they know what they're saying and they know how it's going to make you feel, you know, or comparing you to the next person. Oh, she looks good in that. Well, didn't I just have on something similar to that? But you told me that, oh, okay, you know. I believe that emotional and verbal verbal abuse lasts for a lifetime. And let me tell you why I say that. My personal experience dealing with CPTSD comes more from my verbal and emotional abuse than the physical abuse I suffered. You know, you might say, how is that? Well, look, let me, let me share it with you. So my physical scars... Um, They have all healed on the outside. I can look in the mirror right now and I have only one tiny spot left from my physical abuse. And guess what? You wouldn't even see it if I did not point it out to you. But if I can take you inside my head, inside my brain, inside my heart just for one day, you will see more than a few roadblocks that I have to go over. And that's every day. Something about myself every day sparks a trigger. I'm just going to be honest. And I have to talk myself over those roadblocks. But on the outside, I look like I have it all together. On the outside, you'll say, you don't look like you've been abused. I don't see any physical marks. People that have been abused, they have marks. They have, yes, some of us do have physical marks. And then some of us carry around the emotional scars. And see, they catch you. If you're in a vulnerable state and they get you at your most vulnerable, you are already feeling torn down. You're already feeling bad about yourself. You don't have any confidence at all. You're already telling yourself these bad things about yourself. And now you have someone else who is supposed to love you saying the same things. And then they're saying, I'm doing this because I love you. You telling me I'm fat because you love me? You telling me that I'm worthless because you love me? You telling me that I'll never be anything because you love me? I'm going to take you back and I'm going to refresh a little bit. Remember I told you guys back in episode one, it does not start out like this, does it? In the beginning, you can speak all the bad things about yourself that you feel about yourself. You can speak on your flaws, how you're insecure about this, that, and the other. And they'll correct you. They will say, stop it. No, you're not. Stop being so hard on yourself. Why do you feel that way? Oh, I don't see that. For every negative that you say about yourself, they will give you 10 positives. They will make you feel like on top of the world. They become your biggest supporter, your cheerleaders, and your encourager. And most of the time for the first few weeks or months of the relationship, it's great. That abuser, he is he is um, hyping you up. He is your hype man or your hype girl. They're charming, they're charismatic. And then all of a sudden, bam, 
it stops. And they use everything that you said against you and then some. And see, by now you have let them into some pretty dark places in your life and you share some secrets. These things they use to hurt you and say some of the worst things you can't imagine. I am a witness. My my abuser used things from my childhood. Um, he would say things that would just cut deep. Like, that's why your mom and dad didn't want you. Things like that. Bringing up old wounds. I did some research and I found out, um, according to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, psychological abuse causes long-term damage to a victim's mental health. And studies show that 7 out of 10 psychologically abused women display symptoms of PTSD, depression, or both. And prolonged abuse can lead to low self-esteem, suicidal thoughts, difficulty trusting others, and poor physical health. When I say my trust was at a zero, I would not trust anything you said. I would not trust anything that you present to me. Low self-esteem, baby. I didn't see what other people see. You know, someone would say, oh, I like your hair. I'm like, uh, yeah. I would come up with a reason to be like, well, you know, she didn't really do it like I wanted. Or I don't feel like, instead of just saying thank you. Physical health, everything. The look on my face, my skin, my health was deteriorating because I was so depressed. Somebody telling you that you're stupid or dumb or you're fat or you're ugly every single day is going to wear away at the individual's self-esteem and spirit. Every part of you. When someone constantly tells you this about yourself, you believe that. You start to believe it. My ex had a nickname for me. It was Fat Girl. And see, and that started out as P-H-A-T, y'all. I loved it and because he was right. Your girl, I was P-H-A-T. <laughs> I'm just being honest. And as we began to age, you know, we sat around. We, we were eating good, good. I mean, good country food every day. Eating bluebell ice cream every night for dessert. And being happy, living, loving, laughing. So I thought, aging gracefully, gracefully. And yeah, the pounds started to pile on because there again, I'm not 26 anymore. I'm not in my 20s. I'm now in my 30s. Things are changing. Things are going to change with me just like they are with you. And then he began to look at me in a disgusted way. You know, when you walk past somebody and you know, they, they just look at you like, ugh. That's how I felt every time I was like in his presence. And then he began to call me fat ass all the time. And that hurt so bad. As bad as I wanted to say, um, look in the mirror, sir. Look in the mirror. Because um, things that used to be up are no longer up. Things that used to be solid are no longer solid. Hair that used to be black is no longer black. But I didn't. 
I dared not say that. My last conversation we had via text, this man cussed me out. And the last thing he said in his text message was me to me was, go kill yourself with your fat ass. Now, a few years ago, I it would have killed me. It, just to read that, it would have broken me down. But this time, let me tell you, I have to be honest. I got to be honest because I told you guys, I'm going to keep it transparent. For a few days, it had me crying, working out for hours, starving, and depressed. That was my mental abuse scar being picked at and bleeding a little. I had to deal with it, and I had to deal with it quickly. So that week, I had to see my counselor three days instead of two. Words hurt. And anyone that says words don't hurt or bother them, they are lying. They may not want to admit it, but words do hurt and they hurt and they stick with you for a long time. For some of us, they stick around longer than others. Remember as when we were kids, the biggest lie I ever heard, and we used to say this as children, sticks and stones may break my bones, but your words will never hurt me. Y'all, if you could see me, I'm rolling my neck <laughs> while I'm saying that because I, I said that a lot. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but your words will never hurt me. That's how you know they hurt because I got to let you know that they don't hurt me. When a survivor makes a very courageous step to exit the relationship, many people think that the abuse stops and it typically does not. Many survivors have endured really horrific physical violence, but oftentimes the tape that plays over and over in our heads is the verbal abuse and the emotional abuse, the name calling, the taunting, the disrespect, the body shaming, the negativity, the words that leave lasting scars. Again, according to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence Studies, studies show that seven out of 10 psychologically abused women display symptoms of PTSD, depression, or both. And victims of psychological abuse often experience depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, suicide, suicidal thoughts, low self-esteem, and difficulty trusting others. Subtle psychological abuse is more harmful than either um, open abuse or direct aggression, physical or direct aggression. In order for me to deal with my emotional abuse, I have to regularly see a therapist. And I'm, str- I'm still trying to pick up the pieces from the emotional trauma I experienced. I used to be embarrassed and I used to be ashamed to share that I had to see a therapist. But I'm no longer ashamed of that because that's what's helping me get through. My friends couldn't help me. My daughter couldn't help me. My pastor couldn't help me. I had to seek professional help from a therapist. And it was the best decision that I made. And you may be asking, how do I deal with it? You can't deal with it on your own. Listen to me. It takes getting help. It takes you talking about it with someone else. It takes time. And it takes you reprogramming your brain and realizing 
that um, you are not all of the negative, ugly things your abuser said about you. You know, I noticed about my abuser that deep down, he was a miserable person. He was miserable. He was insecure about things within himself. Brother man had flaws. And baby, when I tell you he has some flaws, he has some flaws. So to keep him, to keep me down and depressed about mine, to take the focus off of him, he abused me. He was so sarcastic. He was so negative. He kept me down. So nobody would focus on him. So I wouldn't have a com- a comeback for him. And that's what most of them do. They want to keep us so insecure and so emotionally abused that we can't even focus on all the things that they have going on with them. So I urge anyone that's suffering from emotional abuse to know that it is not your fault and you need to seek help. It comes down to whether or not you want to lose who you are. Finding whatever it is that gets you out, whether it be your courage, whether it be fear, whether it be pain, whether it be someone coming into your house and dragging you away from there, kicking and screaming, let it happen. You deserve to live a life free of abuse. And don't minimize abuse. Don't say, oh, well, it's just words. He didn't mean it. Abuse is abuse, whether it's physical or not. Abuse is abuse. And I want you today, what I want you to take away from this is that you are not the negative things they say about you. You are smart. You are beautiful. So what if you have a few extra pounds? So what? It is what it is. Do what makes you happy. If you're healthy and you're happy, love it. Love yourself enough to know that you are not what they say you are. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And I hope that you gain something from this that will help you or someone that you may know that is suffering from abuse. The scripture that I want to end with today is Psalms 30 verse 5. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. If you or someone you know are suffering from abuse, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. There is help and there is life after domestic violence. If you would like to reach out to me personally, feel free to email me. My email is crystalryan at beyond-bless.org. And I can also be reached on all social media platforms. Until next time, everyone, stay safe and God bless.